What's going on, guys? Welcome back to Let It Grow Investing. I am Jeff, and thank you, as always, for stopping in to do a little bit more uh, market talk here with me as to what's going on out there and, uh, you know, possibly when we could see some relief. I know we've had a couple days of green on the uh, the Dow. We've had a little bit of mixed uh, story on the, uh, the NASDAQ and that uh, S&P has held that 3,900 level pretty solidly here over the past uh, couple trading days as well. So we've, uh, we've ultimately got uh, a lot going on as always, but I uh, wanted to say that uh, if you were looking to get started, I've got some links in the description to help you get uh, go on with a uh, brokerage or crypto account of your own. Weeble's doing a pretty good deal right now, giving out about uh, six free shares, I believe it is. Uh, minimum amount is about $32 of free shares when you sign up, all the way up to about $10,000. Uh, so those links are in the description to help you get started as well. But uh, with that being said, let's uh, let's go ahead and get right into what's going on out there. So we had uh, uh, a lot of different news going on, some mergers and acquisitions. We had uh, some some stuff coming out with the Fed. We had some talks of uh, you know possibly pausing these rate hikes going into that September meeting. And possibly, you know, doing a 25 basis point or even holding off. And uh, Fed uh, President Bostic uh, said that, you know, possibly we'll see that pause by that point. Hopefully we get the inflation numbers under control. And if we do, if we have clear and convincing evidence that inflation is under control, we could possibly see something uh, in that uh, September time frame where we're going to ultimately um, have a little bit more information, but he's kind of thinking uh, that could be when the the men starts happening. So I'm kind of thinking the same thing. You know, we've been talking about this for a while. We've been saying that uh, you know the uh, the market is going to adjust to all these rate hikes, rate increases, and then ultimately second half of the year, I'm still bullish. Uh, apparently, the Fed is kind of on my side on that. We will ultimately see if clear and convincing evidence that inflation is being halted uh, is going to happen. And if it does, that could be a good sign for all of us investors, for the market as a whole. Uh, and you know, ultimately, we'll, we'll see where everyone is at that point in time. Um, in, in other news, I mean, well, yes, the, uh, the FOMC minutes came out today, Wednesday from that May 3rd, May 4th. Uh, meeting and and that basically said a lot of the same stuff that we already knew that uh, you know these these fifty uh, basis point hikes were kind of in line. Everyone was pretty much on on board with what Powell was saying, uh, and they want to uh, see an expedited uh, hint of a possible pause and then an expedited tightening would uh, it says leave the Fed well positioned later this year to assess the effects of policy firming. And the extent to which economic developments warranted policy adjustments. So again, goes back to that kind of that September time frame to where we're ultimately going to see what's happening at that point in time. And we're going to kind of reassess. Uh, so pretty much a, a lot of stuff that we are already known, already talked about. And uh, ultimately, we'll just see what the economy is doing. Uh, you know, then we did have uh, Snapchat come out and say, that uh, some of their numbers, their projections were way off. They were looking for, uh, I believe it's 44, 44% uh, growth. And now they are uh, re-advised that uh, now that number is going to be much lighter in this quarter. It's going to be 20%. Uh, 
So the, the market kind of fell down with that one on Tuesday. We saw companies, uh, Meta, Facebook, uh, Alphabet, Google, um, kind of trading down with that news as well. You know, so yeah, everyone was kind of blindsided by it. And uh, we, we really had to take this one in stride. So these companies sold off. And uh, now Snapchat was was down about 40, 49%, 40% on the day. And now uh, earlier today, I know they were back up 12%. Google was down yesterday and down today. But, uh, you know, I, I'm getting mixed signals as to what's really going on out there. Is this recession really? Is this a fear? Is the consumer really weak? Are these companies really pulling their advertising? Or was it simply a Snapchat problem? I'm kind of more leaning to the fact that it was a Snapchat problem. Uh, I don't really think that uh, this guidance from a month ago on April 21st has really changed that much. But uh, I think that some of their numbers are changing. Now, we will ultimately see when they have their next quarter as to whether that is true or not. And, you know, if other companies are in the same boat or ultimately what's going on with the consumer. So I think overall, the whole market is really going to trade sideways until some of this volatility, all this hype and hysteria, uh, hysteria is going to kind of work itself out. We really need to see these next quarter numbers. Is uh, everyone's guidance going to be the same? Is it going to be that, you know, hey, spending is less and, you know, the whole market is is slowing? Or are we going to see, you know, numbers in line and revisions kind of be at a minimal and guidance still kind of, you know, 12 months out is looking pretty much the same. So I'm, I'm ultimately right now, I'm thinking it's more of a Snapchat problem uh, based on the fact that no one else is really coming out and saying that there's these problems. And uh, ultimately, I don't really think that much has really changed in a month to say, hey, you know, 24%, we were off, everyone's going to be off that 24%. Um, you know, so it, it's kind of wait and see. And uh, for me, again, I'm, I'm looking at these companies on the cheap. I'm, I'm not interested in Snapchat. It's never been one that I was uh, really interested in. But, you know, you've got the, the peg ratios on Google and uh, even Tesla are getting down into that one range. You know, that's where we we're really looking for uh, these growth companies to be. We're getting that growth at a reasonable price. Uh, and as they hit those targets, I really want to load the boat on these names. I don't think they're going to stay down for long. Like I said, this next quarter is going to be uh, the earnings are really going to forecast what we can see going forward. Uh, we might have a couple more months to uh, really see a rebound. We might have a couple quarters, but ultimately, I think that uh, these companies are going to rally higher. And uh, the more they get beat down now is uh, just better buying position for us to get that growth at a decent price, uh, especially on these high conviction names that we have. So I'm still really heavily looking to uh, add to. Uh, names, you know, similar to Google and Amazon through some of this downturn. Uh, I really think that the prices are getting too cheap. And uh, I really think that a lot of other companies are seeing the same thing, right? We've talked about uh, the fact that mergers and acquisitions are going on. Uh, a lot of the big companies with cash are ready to buy. You know, we talked Warren Buffett's ready to buy. He had a long list of things that he was looking to do. We're waiting on Microsoft and Activision to happen. We're waiting on Elon buying Twitter. Uh, and then now, you know, we're waiting on Broadcom to announce a deal with VMware, the, the cloud computing company. And I think that would be a good spot 
uh, to be as well. It is an expensive deal. They do have a lot of, uh, of money tied up into this one. It would be a $60 billion deal with, I believe, $40 billion being uh, borrowed. And uh, ultimately, I think we're going to con continue to see these, uh, these mergers and acquisitions as companies get cheaper, right? You know, there's going to be more companies. Uh, the, the big fish are going to be going after the little ones and, uh, and buy them up to get that growth to be well positioned for the next bull run. And, uh, you know, the, the Broadcom story is still one that I like. They have grown a lot through uh, mergers and acquisitions in the past. Uh, I like that they're in the, the semiconductor play, uh, but I also like the fact that they're going after VMware to get that faster growing uh, cloud computing segment that they're in, you know, more of the software as a service. And ultimately, that's going to be a high margin business as well. So if they can incorporate that at a reasonable price, I think it's going to do them uh, very well going forward. And, you know, VMware did take off on the news as that normally happens, right? Broadcom traded down for the fact that they're spending $60 billion and VMware goes up to the price where, you know, everyone thinks that Broadcom is going to announce the deal for VMware. That's just how it goes. Um, you know, in the case of Activision and Microsoft, uh, that one is still trading under that uh, that deal price. And then we saw Warren Buffett come in and buy up more Activision because he thinks that the deal is going to go through. So he buys that up, waiting for the uh, for the deal to be finalized and announced. And then it's basically, you know, just printing money. Uh, so I definitely like it. Uh, I think, you know, I will still continue to be long Broadcom. I do not have a position in VMware, but uh, I do think that it is a solid deal. And hopefully they just can get it at that reasonable price where we really want to be right now. And they're not paying too much of a market premium. They've done that in the past. They do have a ton of uh, uh, goodwill on their balance sheet as far as uh, other companies that they bought. And they kind of paid a, paid a premium for they uh, are looking at those and, you know, hopefully they can write down some of that, uh, that goodwill uh, going forward. So that's what I've got on that part. We're going to come back in a minute and we're going to talk about uh, some other things going on and uh, get uh, caught up on the uh, investing challenge. So stick around. I'll be right back. All right, we are back here. So before we get back into uh, what's going on out there, if you could go ahead and click the uh, like subscribe and go ahead and share the podcast buttons. I would greatly appreciate that. That's uh, how we're going to build a community and uh, we can interact over there on the Let It Grow Investing page on Facebook, where uh, we're trying to build a community of like-minded investors. And we are doing a uh, 2022 investing challenge where I'm putting in $200 uh, every Monday based on poll results as to what stock or crypto or ETF we should be buying. Uh, over there on that Let It Grow Investing page. So if you could uh, go ahead and do those things for me, I would greatly appreciate that. And, uh, you know, if you want to contribute to the podcast, you could do that over there on anchor.fm slash let it grow, where you can uh, contribute for as little as 99 cents a month. So with that being said, uh, it's about 4.30 here on Wednesday as I'm recording this. And uh, we got some results from NVIDIA. And, you know, the, the quarter one looked pretty good. And that being said, they went down. Okay, and why did they go down on a uh, an earnings beat, an EPS beat, kind of, you know, blowout in, in every 
um, every market that they're in looks pretty decent. So revenue came in at 8.29 billion. They were expecting 8.1 billion. So, you know, they beat by $190 million. EPS came in at $1.36 versus, uh, you know, $1.30. So up on that, up on revenue. Data center came in at 3.75 billion. Uh, 3.63 billion was expected. Gaming came in at 3.62 billion and 3.53 was expected. So they beat on all those numbers, okay? So now this is what we were concerned about when I talked about earlier, is how are they going to guide? Uh, so now they are guiding lower than what Wall Street was expecting. They are expecting revenue of only 8.1 billion, which is exactly what they expected this quarter, is what uh, NVIDIA is expecting for next quarter. Wall Street was expecting 8.44 billion. Uh, so those uh, estimates came in light. And that's going to send this stock down 9% after hours uh, on Wednesday. So that definitely hurts. It's, uh, it's definitely something that we need to be uh, aware of. We need to know that uh, they think that things are going to uh, be a little bit less than what uh, was anticipated. But ultimately, you know, they had a great quarter and they're, they get punished for it based on that, uh, that outlook. So think about that when you're investing as to where are these companies going and really what's going on out there. Uh, this one is still going to be an accumulate for me. I'm going to try to build my position as this one drops. We've talked about it long term. I think it is still a winner. So it's one that I still want to, uh, to build that position on. So I will continue to do that. And then we had uh, some other news coming out uh, from a couple different uh, banks and uh, news outlets about uh, retail investors and hedge funds. And kind of there's, there's a little bit of a differing opinion here. But uh, ultimately what it was saying is that uh, the retail investors are basically holding on to their stocks through all this dip. Uh, the hedge funds, the, uh, the mutual funds are selling off their uh reducing their position, their stake. And, you know, a lot of times they have to do that. So, you know, they're, they're looking at it as a short term, you know, they have a job to do and they have a, you know, a career to kind of uphold. So if they are, are having a, a bad year, bad quarter, they have to be doing something to make, uh, you know, any little bit of change that they can to say, Hey, look, we cut our losses in this. And the stock dropped another 7%. So see, hey, I, I did my job. I, I saved 7% even though we were in this position. Now, retail tends to uh, sometimes panic, right? We've seen that before. Uh, you know, dot-com bubble, 07, 08, there was a lot of people that sold out and did not get back in. That's one of the big problems that we've seen before is the retail investor will get scared out of the market. Now, over the last 74 weeks, and now this was this was really uh, in, intriguing to me that over the last 74 weeks, for every hundred dollars that a retail investor put in, only two dollars left the market. That means 98% of that money stayed in. They didn't take the money out. Uh, so now um, that's uh, that's definitely a good thing to see. We're we're looking at people that want to be in this for the long term. So hopefully, people understand that. Through these dips is the time that you can really build these positions. You can really look to increase your dividend income. You can really make more, you know, buy more shares with the money that you have. 
So ultimately, that is a, a good sign. I do think that is going to uh, kind of bolster some of what's going on out there. I do think that that is going to be a temporary pain. You know, we've talked about that uh, uh, recession. We've talked about, you know, the rates going up, ultimately going to be paused. We also saw that the bond rates came down when uh, the Fed announced that, you know, possibly by September, we're going to be, um, you know, not uh, increasing the rate as quickly. We might pause it. So we saw that, uh, that 10 year rate go from like 2.9, almost 3% down to 2.71, pretty much the same day based on that news that, uh, you know, the, uh, the, the fed wasn't going to be upping those rates. So, you know, people right now might want to be in those treasury, uh, yields and then bonds and, uh, you know, wait for that, uh, to, to change out. Uh, there is, uh, you know, some different ways that you can uh, limit your risk, and dividend stocks are one of those ways. Uh, as as we've said before, most of them are going to survive a downturn a little bit better. Also, through uh, I believe it was quarter one this year so far, uh, the dividend stocks, the dividend raises have averaged about nine point four percent. So that's nine nine point four above what they currently were. So you're not getting nine percent of yield but you're getting that 9% pay raise on your dividends. Uh, that's kind of an average through, I believe it was the S&P, but we have seen that, okay? So that is definitely nice. And then one other way that you can look to uh, be a little bit safer right now, if you're looking to uh, you know, kind of shelter some of your money is through those bond purchases. And then I bonds are gonna be a good way to do that. You can uh, put in up to about $10,000 per person, uh, per secure uh, social security number. So if you're a couple, you can put in $20,000 into I-bonds. I believe they are flexible rate. And that is going to currently be at 9.6%, uh, which is the, the latest number that I saw. So if you're looking to shelter some of that money, you can't do this with a million dollars. You can average in 10,000 a year into these bonds. Uh, that is a way to have that, uh, that federally backed money. It's going to get you that rate. But uh, that is an adjustable rate. I believe it is adjusted every six months. And uh, right now it's there to outpace inflation. So these numbers will come back down and you really can't lock in that rate, unfortunately. So um, I believe you have to hold your money in those I-bonds for five years. Uh, or if you there is a, a penalty to take that money out sooner, I believe it's three months of uh the, the interest, the previous three months interest would be the penalty. Uh, so it, it just depends on how much money you have in as to what that penalty would be. But uh, between those and uh, some other uh, bonds and your dividend stocks, that's going to be a good way to ultimately uh, shelter some of your money. If you're in the dividend stocks, yes, you could have some losses. But ultimately, I think right now is a good, a good spot to be accumulating a lot of these different stocks whether it's in uh, in growth or in tech. The uh, the average on the S&P, those PEs have come way down. I believe currently it's sitting at about a 16.4 PE, and that is lower than the five-year average. That's lower than the 10-year average. So ultimately, uh, I believe that things long-term uh, are looking good as a, a good entry point on a lot of these, these big names. Uh, so if you're looking to buy the the market, you can look at an ETF uh, similar to SPY or VOO or any other way to get into uh, the S&P or broad market indexes. They're all going to be ways that uh, 
ultimately I think are going to lead to long-term wealth. Those bonds look great now, um, but you know, those rates can get cut uh, as inflation is going to kind of stabilize. Uh, we're definitely looking at those numbers coming down. We think uh, GDP is going to be coming down, but um, ultimately we, we think uh, long-term we're going to be in a better spot. So if you want to accumulate, um, you know, make sure that you're you're doing your research. Make sure you're looking at companies that really fit for now and uh, down the road. Because I don't want to see you guys sell out of these names and ultimately uh, not get back into them. So look for companies that are at a good valuation for you. Look with a you know a stock that's really going to set you up for future games down 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 the road as well. So that's what I got for you guys today. Uh, if you got any questions, get over there to uh, Let It Grow Investing and uh, ask away, and we'll try to get you on the right path in order to get to that level of financial freedom that we're all looking to get to. So with that being said, take care, and I will catch you guys in the next one. Thank you for stopping by here on Let It Grow Investing. Please make sure to like, subscribe, and share to build a community of like-minded investors. If you do have questions for me or for the group, you can find us over there on Let It Grow Investing podcast on Facebook. This is not professional financial advice. I am not a professional financial advisor. Please make sure to do all your own research before investing in any security. I do have links in the description to help get you started on E-Trade, Webull, Crypto.com, and Binance. And a friendly reminder that a goal without a plan is just a dream. So go ahead and build your plan, uh, design your portfolio, and stick to it. Thanks for stopping by. I will catch you guys in the next one.